So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. Okay, welcome to Future Creep. <gasps> Colon. <laughs> <laughs> Built in microwave. Semicolon. Conference, quit it. Just quit it. Just quit it. Just stop it. Just stop. It's yeah. enough. Basta. So uh, here we are once again, uh, Ned and Meg. Yeah, doing our doing our podcast. So um, nothing's changed. Everything's terrible. Yeah, um, <laughs> everything sucks. We are in a version of hell, just like I've been saying all along. Except right. now, more people yeah. believe me. Right. I. It's weirdly like I am encouraged because people are like, "Oh fuck this! I'm not going to stand for it." And now they're like standing up and being like, "That is the last time you're going to kill one of us and not hear about it." Mm. Yeah. And so now we have Black Lives Matter movement, which is really, I mean, it's been around. Yeah. But now it's actually spilled out onto the public stage, which is amazing. Um, yeah. Like enough um, people have been directly impacted by all of the things going on that now it's inconvenient enough for enough people that they're actually paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. Which is really, really fantastic. Should not have taken this long. Yeah. So yay for all of the people doing all of that work and for how long it's taken. My God. And uh, what else? Um, we just uh, we're always on Twitter now because <laughs> any other like source of news is completely fucking unreliable. Right. Yeah. So uh, just hanging out on Twitter and we came across something that is both funny and and also excruciating. Yes. And so we wanted to talk about it because I've been upset about this for some time. Yeah. And that's where we arrived at conference, conference quit it. Conference quit it. So um, we... Just quit it. We stumbled across this thread by um, at ER, or ER Conwell. So Aaron Conwell wrote on Twitter uh, today, actually, um, or yesterday. Um, anyway, some point. And, uh, so I'm going to quote this. I'm going to, I'm going to credit her quote, uh, her tweet. And then the other ones will kind of just summarize because there's just so many and they just kind of raise good points. Um, right. Obviously, if you're listening to this and you're outraged that we didn't properly credit you, send us a super nasty email and we will do the best we can to make up for it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she says, uh, I think quite innocently, <laughs> you know, hoping to just kind of talk to her, you know, let some of her friends know something funny that she's doing. She said, my spouse is, a, quote, attending a virtual conference for the next few days. To help simulate the real thing, I'll set out a picked over tray of mini muffins, soggy cut fruit, mm. and some wheat coffee, and then whisk them away just as he approaches the table. Hilarious. Right. Genius. And also, I don't think she anticipated how insanely popular this was be was going to become because as of this moment, which is like... I think it'd been maybe less than 24 hours. The tweet has been retweeted 6.2 thousand times, 62.2 thousand people like it. Um, and there is just a massive amount of comments that are hilarious and we'll get to those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So super funny. And the reason that we're talking about this is because Meg and I had been, have been talking together, having attended a few conferences together yeah. and also 
had our own past history of conference attendance. Right. And we also like have run meetings yes. successfully. Successfully. Yes. Right. So and attended unsuccessful meetings. So. Plenty of those. Yep. You know, some of them worse than others. Yeah. Um like whatever your worst conference is, I bet you I got you beat like handily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it's a race to the bottom, but I mean yeah. Yeah. So the race to the bottom is what we want to talk about. And my, my, uh, how would I phrase this? I want an overhaul of the professional conference paradigm and I want it now. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, conferences are super scammy. And I hope that we realize now that we've been doing everything remotely for a few months that paying for the quote-unquote privilege uh-huh. of attending a shitty conference is no privilege and it also shouldn't cost as much as it does yes and also we shouldn't even be doing this shit in person anymore because it does not matter like the learning environment or the environment that you are you know forced to sit through and experience um, that you're surrounded by and immersed in the whole time you're at your conference is like essentially in my mind designed to make you as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if you could really argue for um, what is that where it's like you share a painful experience and so you kind of bond together. Um, oh my God. All I can think of is Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> that's where you <laughs> yeah, that's like, where I was going with become that. <laughs> sympathetic to your captors. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so here in brief is like what I think the problem is, right? Yeah. There's a bunch of people who professionally supposedly have to like get more an ongoing education in order to be relevant and have relevant skills in their field. Right. 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 And so we've all decided as a fucking working class country that we're all willing to pay an enormous amount of money to essentially unrelated third parties to make hotel reservations for us. Right. Well, you have to make your own hotel reservations usually, but like, Oh, we got this block of rooms. Like it was the least we could do because you're paying us $3,000 to sit here and listen to people who are just your coworkers talk about shit for four days. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> like on some level, all of the people doing all of the talking are just someone's coworkers. Yep. And ha- as a person who has worked for one of these membership associations that plan conferences and secure continuing education credits from third party accreditors for people to maintain their requirements for their professional certification so they can keep their job. This is all a racket. Yeah. This is all a huge scam. Um, to find the largest audience possible, convince them and their employers that they need continuing education and that continuing education should come from these people's peers. Yes. Uh, pay the peers to deliver a paper on yeah. PowerPoint, which is the dumbest. Like, talk about dumbing down a way to present uh, information to people. It's kind of, it's kind of like Twitterifying. It is information. It's like, I mean, posters and things like that. It, it there's got to be a better way to do this. I yeah. mean, I I come from a, a background, like a science background of having gone to, uh, you know, science conferences where people are sharing their research in poster format and having to make my own posters mm-hmm. or that kind of thing. Um, and there's got to be a better way because you are left it everyone's like well i don't want to know about it unless you have a really like is your title short and poignant 
and punchy? Does it catch? Like yeah. we're basically having the same problem of like news articles having, yeah. you know, the, it's the headlines. Yeah. the cl- It's just clickbait for a particular function or mm-hmm. for a particular field. Right. It's like superficial. Yeah. Um, like I've been through the process innumerable times of taking uh, the content from a conference, yeah. submitting that content to other organizations who accredit content and saying, does our content merit credit from your third party accreditor? And then they respond back. And then that accreditation of the conference is what draws people to it. No one, let's be real clear here. Yeah. This is like, this makes me so upset. No one is coming to your stupid, shitty, uncreative professional conference because they like the content you're presenting or anything about the venue or any of the like slop you're trying to feed them or any of the business contacts they're going to make or any of the exhibitors like pimping their shit in the exhibit hall or like paying for the open bar for an hour or whatever. Like no one is coming for any of that. They're coming because they're under basically being extorted by their professional entities, whether that's their employer or their academic institution or whatever, to get continuing education credits. And if they don't do that, they're not going to proceed to uh, advance in their career. They may lose their job. They may lose a professional license, whatever. So nobody's coming for any of your dumb crap, right? right? Like there's no feedback loop of approval here or improvement. They're being blackmailed into it. And so if you don't offer those credits, nobody would be there. So like everything on top of that is just shitty icing on a poorly constructed cake. And so I just want to point out to like everybody listening and everyone beyond that, that these like conferences you've been forced into going to and like, you're supposed to act like it's some great privilege that you get to go do this professionally or whatever and be among other professionals. Forget about it, right? Let's not do this anymore because there's a whole industry of people like the company I used to work for that charge as much as they can get away with to put you up in the cheapest, largest place that will accommodate a large group of people. Cause this is a cattle call. This is not about education. This right. is about cramming as many bodies as you can into a space. There are all kinds of contracts and bonuses on the background in the going on in the background between the third party conference company, right. like what I work for, the association or whatever that you're a professional member of. And, um, and, uh, you know, the hotel and there's like, if you get a lot of people, they can, people make bonuses is off of that and it's all just a way to go to the cheapest hotel possible that will fit the maximum number of people pay for the least number of resources used in terms of like oh the meals and the hotel accommodations and all of that shit hotels used to be places where people would go and sleep over in the night they didn't always exist to host giant professional conferences for which they are extraordinarily poorly designed Right. And so they're going to put as little energy into this particular avenue of their business as possible. And so you're going to get the shittiest version of hotel service and you're going to get the shittiest version of accommodations because all of the money is being scraped off to that third party company who basically works like a travel agent Mm -hmm. or any other business that's become completely obsolete with the advent of the internet. And then that company tries to maximize their profits because they try to 
use the justification that, well, they're a company with people that they have to provide salaries to. And so like 30 or 40 people's livelihoods depends on you overpaying an inflated budget from your job to go see some dumb people that you basically work with telling you some shit they could have told you for free just so you can come back with some credits that justify the budget expenditure and your employer can claim that they're not going to like fire you or lay you off because you're keeping up on your education. And meanwhile, you get to, they're so concerned about your education that while you're there, you get to sit with your fucking three binders of dead trees piled in your lap on a single chair that is literally touching the chair next to it and no one gets a work surface because this is the only place in the entire place in the entire world that you will work without a work surface to work on. Right. And you'll get to like, like the tweet says, sit in the fucking hallway of a hotel on your ass on the floor to charge your laptop. Yeah. At a work function. Exactly. So let's just like all agree not to fucking do this anymore because it's insulting to our intelligence. It's degrading. There's no dignity in any of these events. There's no dignity at like a Sutter home wine open bar in what amounts to a carpeted gymnasium, folks. And it smells like it too. It smells like it too. And exhibitors like, like perfume ladies at the fucking department store, like, here, take the shit, take the shit, take the shit. And I can tell you as someone who used to work conferences like that as a staff member that people are hawking that shit on you because they overestimate how much they need and they don't want to bring any of it home. This whole thing is like, so they're just fobbing like terrible pens on you, especially towards the end of it. It's like you, you're, you're just like, yeah laden with these this garbage why does anyone want another shitty tote with a corporate logo on it no one's gonna walk out of their house carrying a corporate logo right why would we do that it's so dumb i hate the whole thing and then like people have to go to these things professionally to like present their research like oh i get to present my research internet folks like you can present it and people can take their time to read it and you can comment back and forth and the internet will let you do that and you don't have to pay some people with no skills of their own and no professional credits of their own to like organize a trip to a far off city you've never been to and would never go to again for any reason if you didn't have to yeah and i i mean the whole thing about just traveling in time zones and the whole issue of like you know showing up and getting like two hours of sleep and then having to throw on a suit and go stand in front of a bunch of people and give a talk or just throw on a suit and go stand and listen to someone else give a talk yeah why do we have to wear suits like oh this is the it's other professional thing. meg it's professional yeah i went to i'm a big fan of the remote work where i can just wear a suit on the top and not wear any pants i can just stare into the camera no one knows i don't i could be lying about that right now maybe i wear a whole suit the whole time you don't know (laughs) you don't know i'm not gonna tell you for real right exactly never gonna know but it doesn't matter because most people would do that if they could because they get it it's like no why you know it yeah it is the one thing about western work culture that i do appreciate is that there is a certain relaxed attitude towards dress that is appreciated like not having to you know the content of what you wear doesn't mean the content of what you're doing and how who you are but i feel like that's still true it is still true it's become it becomes true it wasn't for a little while and now it's true now it's like you know because fucking zuckerberg wore a hoodie into a fucking meeting it's like now you everybody's got to wear a hoodie or everyone has to wear those fucking um what are those fucking uh, zuck those uh those vests that um columbia the columbia vests like a fly fishing vest yeah that everybody like they're like the um there was a whole news article about it how they how columbia was like nope we're not we're not promoting these companies and their bullshit 
even though it became the uniform. Like everyone was wearing those um those like fleece vests or whatever. Oh, I don't I can't yeah. picture which ones they are. Is it like a uh, shearling? I feel like, like they're yeah, they're kind of sheer know. and like blue, you know, whatever. Are they like utility vests or just like No, outdoorsy? they're just like outdoorsy like sort of they're not puff vests, I don't think. I, I don't just, know. I they're anyway, just Columbia outerwear was just becoming the like Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. My point being is that in the end, why why is that the trend and why isn't it you're a measure you know, a measure of the content of their work? Um I'm you know, I get it. It doesn't matter. I mean the reality is is it's like, you know, dressing nicely and putting yourself together means something. What's the uniform of someone who scrapes your data and sells it to other people? Um I I don't know. It's a bad haircut, that's it's for bad, sure. I'll tell you that yeah, much. It's a bad <laughs> Uh, anyway get a stylist uh, yeah get a stylist let's go with uh let's go back let's keep it on topic here because we don't like to get off topic on right the so well yeah um, right yeah yeah um yeah con- like conference attire conference is attire. fucking ridiculous yeah like dress to the comfort level of the city i you know i feel so bad when i see women in sensible heels because i'm like the whole purpose of heels is insensible <laughs> right like we're just we're getting so off the mark here yes. oh and when i went to like the bioethics and humanities yeah. conference like i was clearly the lone humanities uh-huh. i was just the representative of the humanities there you were there were yeah. no other humanities but my right. humanity <laughs> bioethics and humanity right real heavy on the bioethics <laughs> Well, maybe on the bio, not so much on the ethics. Like one-tenth of one percent of the people in attendance at this conference represent the humanities, and their name is <laughs> Meg. <laughs> Just the one. Just the one. Uh, that's pretty funny. It was like some of the ways that people looked at me were uh, like the way that you would look at... <laughs> maybe like i don't know a strange flightless bird uh-huh. like i i know what it is but what is it doing here uh-huh <laughs> like i has it escaped from somewhere right. like some somebody is there a handler like who's going to take the exotic weird creature away from the rest of us who are here for, for academic reasons right <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome (laughs) yeah oh that's pretty funny it got better i found (laughs) i found some cool people uh at the very end of saturday yeah Mm -hmm. uh that's kind of the way conferences go um i mean in my experience it's just kind of ridiculous yeah um so yeah the food is terrible because the hotel is trying to feed more people at once than a hotel is ever really equipped to feed i mean it becomes an industrial process with the lowest quality yeah essentially possible because they're trying to where do you put food for three thousand people yeah hot meals and the crazy thing about the conferences is like the thing why do we expect a hotel to be able to do that i I don't know i don't know well because that because that's the industry that they've moved into right well there's uh and it's well you know speaking of I, there's so many things about a conference experience, like just on a like individualistic level that just drive me crazy. Like, um, how you, you show up and you're, you know, you're there to see a talk or you're there to digest some information and hopefully like participate in some way. Mm-hmm. And the things that come out of left field, like the super aggressive marketing that comes at yes. you from these weird companies that you're like, wait, 
are you they're paying a bunch of money to get us just trapped cattle yeah and then be able to like chase us around the floor of the auditorium or something yeah like, stuffing it's like, squishy toys in our hands like i am yes. 40 fucking years old exactly i don't want your squishy cow right i don't and your fucking crappy pens like the amount of crappy pens that just come through a conference it's like what is going on who even uses pens anymore we all have smartphones you forced us to fucking get so you can reach us at all hours of the day right nobody uses pens anymore yeah it's nuts and um well so now those crappy pens come with a little touchscreen stylus on the other end oh you're shitting me no that was when we were at the space health conference <gasps> oh I those are like, cool though those yeah but though no that not those pens oh the crappy pen that not i got the cool pen. not the cool pen because there is a cool pen there is a cool pen yeah but anyway um, we digress again yeah we digress i mean sort of not really I, if you want to get into the cool pen the cool pen is also a crappy pen it's just so much better than the other crappy, crappy pens, pens that it's you know i um yeah i've never i buy my own pens like i buy these le pens the marvy Oh, they're so amazing. We yeah. have them sitting right in front of us right now. The so. ones that are made in Japan, but make me think they're French because they're called Le Pen. Le Pen. Right. They're so fantastic. They're so great. They're the perfect dimensions. Yeah. You'd never get something like this inside of a, no, inside no. of a conference thing. No. And the best thing about it is it doesn't do anything else, but be a pen. Right. Exactly. It's just, it writes. It's a pen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, those, and then they always give you like a weird notepad that's like some strange dimensions. Uh, or like you get these like notepads and there's really only like six sheets of paper on them. Every page has a giant company logo on it. So you kind of have to scribble around the route outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like the marketing that's so aggressive that you end up like hiding in a bathroom from somebody because they're still trying to chase you down about like signing up for some bullshit oh or God. like, yeah. Um, or just the fact that you're, you seriously consider which way you're going to walk to the next conference room because you may or may not run into a whole <laughs> horde of marketing that you don't want to deal with. Yeah. Um, also the distances that people have to walk from one room to the next. Yeah. Are inconscionable. <laughs> well, especially because they're just never considered. It's like whoever yeah. did the planning was like, well, they're all in the same space. You're like, you know that this conference center is over a mile across, right? Like, right. you know, this massive complex of conference and meeting and stuff. And so who scheduled the tiny breakout meetings like on the both ends of that mile? Right. Five minutes apart. Right. And I can't even run a five minute mile. Yeah. I mean, I, no, uh, I don't think I can. A, a five minute mile? No. That's insanely fast. The fastest yeah. I ever ran a mile was seven minutes and 28 seconds. Yeah. I mean, I certainly can't one, run one right now. Like, I think I, the t- world record was somewhere around like five minutes for a long time. I don't yeah. even know if it's gone. Let's look. I'm going to look. I'm going to ask the, but if only there was a machine that could give us all the answers. Right. If only there was a way. What um, is the world record? Yeah. I mean, there's just, I, you know, and we haven't even really touched on the whole the whole food thing about um, the way the catering is handled. And this isn't even about the catering companies. It's just it, it's just because everything about it is is profit driven, which means that everything is having corners cut, which means that what that leads to is giant trays of cookies that look amazing and are rock hard and look like they're chocolate chip, but really they have raisins in them. Right. And you can't eat them because they're inedible. They're inedible. You might be able to soften them with some hot coffee, except the hot coffee's been out for three days. Right. And the hotel is not willing to step up their accommodations because you're not their client. The 
person who scheduled exactly. the conference is the client, and yeah. that person is like, no, keep the cost down everywhere possible. Right, because we're all trying to skim out our, our money. Our money. The more, the less I pay for this coffee, the more I take home in my bonus when I schedule two more extra people at this fucking conference or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, yes. C- continue. Yeah. So I. Anyway, the food is ridiculous. I. It's. Um. It's sad to me because it's it generates a lot of food waste you know um so wasteful the whole paradigm is incredibly wasteful because people have different dietary requirements they have different dietary preferences Mm -hmm. and so you can't just assume that everyone's either going to have a piece of chicken a piece of fish or the vegetarian option which is usually some revolting pasta right and so you're gonna and how do you I mean, that's a whole art in and of itself is planning, you know, feeding masses amounts of people. I mean, that's a separate problem. That's not distinctly yeah. unique to conferences. It's just that conferences once again press upon a thing that's not very, um, it's not a good idea. No. It's not great for people. It's not good for, I, I mean, you're giving terrible service to people the who worst are paying part is a too lot of is money. It's like if you made some better planning, you could probably allow a lot of the local restaurants to serve and host those people to go out to eat. For sure. And then people could go out and eat whatever the whatever fuck they the want. Fuck and they like wanted. in San Diego, we'd all go have tacos. Yeah. Like how I good mean, tacos instead of yeah. whatever the fucking weird Cisco. Cisco out of food it. systems. Yeah. Like yeah. your prepackaged crap. Right, exactly. Your food service food, not your actual like real people food right and now i want tacos oh we could get tacos this guy will want tacos who doesn't want tacos nobody doesn't want tacos Um, so the world record holder of uh the fastest mile is hisham el garouge and he is the current men's record holder with a time of 343.13 that's a fast mile i am confident that when we were kids the fastest mile was still over five minutes i'm pretty sure you're right yeah um Safan Hassan has the women's record of four twelve point three three. Fantastic. That is so fast. Wow. So yes, I'm very confident in saying that I cannot run a five minute mile. Usain um, Bolt ran the mile three forty three point thirteen in nineteen ninety nine. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean Yeah. That's fucking fast. Right. That's like dead out run as much as fast as you possibly can. Right. And you're not this is a person with legs six feet long on each toe and just lap. You're not, yeah, you're pool. not office administration staff in two inch kitten heels named Pam. You know? No, no. <laughs> like, ain't happening. Right. Yeah. And I think that, like, how intellectually devoid the entire endeavor is, is just so insulting <sighs> to adults' intelligence. Like, you are here for professional reasons and this is the best you can come up with. Like, right. you are doing damage to the dignity of everyone who bothered to show up to your stupid thing. But that's the thing, right? Like where the people planning the conference aren't on the hook for the food. It's the, Oh, it's the hotel's problem. The hotel's like, Oh, it's not our problem because they only pay so much. And what can we do? And it's like this like circle jerk of, I wonder a lack of accountability for, for providing a quality experience, like a quality learning experience. Yeah. I, I was just, it, I keep harking back to the last conference we went to together when we went to the space health conference. Which was like and, the best conference I've ever been to in my yeah, life. And I was thinking about it. I'm wondering if those, the people who put that together 
clearly are not in the business of planning conferences because the yes, things it lacked it lacked the the hallmarks of a proper Pro- conference uh-huh. which was amazing because yes. the information was super dense and and relevant it was like attending a series of lectures yeah it was it very was, academic everything was was super respectful of our time yep. that was the main thing it felt like we were centered yes as like you guys are here to hear this this is where we're doing this for you right and so we respect your time. We're trying to make, and so where things broke down, it was really easy to be tolerant of it because it wasn't a problem. Like I wasn't even concerned about whether they were feeding us good food or not because that was irrelevant to what we were doing there. Yes. And the food was great. We got little yeah. sandwiches and it wasn't too much food. And it wasn't right. like, why exactly. am I eating a Thanksgiving dinner at two o'clock <laughs> on a Thursday? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, what the fuck is going? <laughs> Who eats mashed potatoes and gravy and like asparagus and slabs of turkey and like <laughs> fucking glasses of water and dinner rolls and like know, some weird just, dessert yeah. at two, like whatever. Ugh. And it, and it, and it was, um, but the main thing that I felt was that they stuck to a really strong schedule. They kept everybody on point. The things that weren't, mm-hmm. um, you know, where they had problems was like, well, this is the first year we've done it. So our, our timing was based on what we thought it would be. Um, you know, and next year I imagine it'll be really tight. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was a fantastic conference because I felt like I got, it was well worth the, the time and energy to be there. Dude, that um, conference was great. Yeah. It was just like, hey, we've never done this before, but we're all just going to get together. And in the morning, we're all going to be together. And then in the afternoon, we're going to split up into the different things. And then at the end, we're going to come back together again. We're going to cram as much information as we can. Ready? Go. Oh, here's lunch. <laughs> yeah. And also, it wasn't, um, it was only the one day, right? Yeah. Like, that was the other thing. Like, was it. I, the amount of information I got out of that would have easily been a four or five day conference that at other conferences I've been to. Fuck yes. And I would have had to have stayed in a hotel and done all the other crap yep. all the time and dealt with, you know, some co-employee who's like super excited to be there and was like, let's go drink afterwards and do these things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to do any of that. I don't want, normally I have to get paid to spend time with you people. Yes, exactly. I'm not getting paid right now. Uh, I'm not spending time with you. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. My first conference I ever went to was in Las Vegas for a bike convention uh, for bicycle. Like I worked at a bike shop Yeah, and I had to drive the rental car with one of my other employees. And he was this like slimy salesman guy that he, that had just been hired. And I already didn't like him because it was the first time in the bike shop they tried, they were experimenting with commission mm. and he just was stealing commissions from people. You know, he'd like swoop in and like take the customers and fill out the paperwork and take all the commission and shit and just be an asshole. Yeah. And, um, which I didn't care cause I was like, I commission is a terrible, terrible way to run things. <laughs> yes. It creates, I mean, it, all it does is motivate people to be as, um, shitty as possible shitty as possible it's like all i care about is getting this money because the only way i can and so i'm going to lie and cheat my way into that because they're the consequences are non-existent compared to not getting paid right especially in a corporate environment where it's like i don't get paid if i don't do this so getting fired is irrelevant getting paid and not getting paid and getting fired are the same thing yeah so i'm always going to do whatever i can to continue to get paid right and so you have really really like unethical behavior right from the get-go it doesn't matter the person. It has nothing to do with the person. It's right. the whole system. Anyway, the point was I go to this. This guy was much older than me and he smoked. And I was, I right. was like super. I, so I rented the car even though I was under 25, but because I could, because I had, I forget how it worked out. I just 
I had a good driving record. I don't Something. know. Anyway, somehow I ended up renting the car because he couldn't rent the car. You have British citizenship. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I ended up being able to rent the car and he couldn't. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm renting the car. So I rented the car. We drive out there. He's He wants to smoke, but he can't smoke in the car because it's a rental. And so rental, yeah. we have to like stop every, you know, five miles or something. So you can have another cigarette. Oh my God. It wasn't quite that bad, but it was, you know, um, we get there and it's in Vegas and I don't gamble. I mean, I was only 20 at the time. I was 21. I think I was 21. Um, I, yeah, I must have, you have to, how old do you have to be 18 to gamble or something? It doesn't matter. Anyway, I, think I don't, I don't gamble. I don't. In Minnesota, you can gamble if you're 18 at, um, Mystic Lake, right. which is an, in, uh, Indeed. Native American Native casino. American. Yeah. But like, I don't know at, other i don't know that minnesota has any casinos besides that it doesn't it's irrelevant whatever i I was 21 i was i was of the age um and we get there and he was like oh you know you want to play some slots i was like i don't gamble he's like you've never gambled i was like no i I don't buy lottery tickets i don't um i know that i you know i know the math it doesn't work out right so um so he like he basically like you know when you sit at the bar there's a slot machine in front of you wherever you are like wherever you can sit anywhere down, a slot machine. And constant so he, money uh, yeah. sources of ways to extract your money yeah so he was like really adamant and like pushed me to like so he put his own dollar in so that i would play the slots you know he's like first dollars on me and i'm like yep and that will be the last one which it was he was he was he was constantly like i can't believe you're not gambling while you're here i was like what are you talking about like why would i i have yeah. very little money i work at a bike shop two days a week right why would I put any dollar into a thing that will never give it back to me? Like I get nothing out of it. It's like, well, you put it in the soda machine. I'm like, yeah. And then I get a soda, soda out, out of it. it. Um, you have the exact same approaches that I do. I yeah. don't, I've never bought a scratch off. I've never yeah. bought a lotto ticket. I don't, I've never gambled. I, I take that back. Like uh, I'll do it for charity. Well, like if they're like, Hey, we're having a raffle or whatever. I don't care. Like, I don't think I've ever been anywhere that I had the opportunity either. Like, I I don't know that I have either, but I know that I would. Sure. If someone said, Hey, we're raising all this money. And so the bank, all the like, yes, of course, we're all losing money playing poker or something because the bank always wins. That's statistically, that's how the math works. Right. Every dollar you put in, they get a cut of it. Right. So fine. If it's for charity, if that's truly what it is, but you know, anyway. Yeah. 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 I, I, I've never had enough money to just give it away. Yeah. For, yeah. for nothing. Right. Exactly. Like, for, for no reason whatsoever. Um, which brings us to our new app. If you'd like to give us a dollar. <laughs> do you feel like you're not paying enough fees? <laughs> we can help with that. Uh, we should do a whole podcast on that. We should. Um, it's such actually, a in the idea. vein of the, um, of the how to do a thing so no one asks you again. Right. That one, that one is popular with people who follow the podcast. There's another, um, I think that, uh, somebody's going to die is the title of one of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one has like exponentially more hits than any other one. Really? Oh yeah. So it's like, I wonder like if anybody every actually other podcast is to like, it. every other podcast is like, mm, maybe like 10 people listen to, you know, we've got yeah. about 11 subscribers on right. one of them. And another. so there's maybe like, I think there's maybe like 60 people overall and they probably listen to like every other one or so, um, that are regular listeners. But, uh, that one has a ton of hits and it's, it just like across all platforms. That's it's like, so weird. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's, um, I'm wondering if it's like a song title or something like it coincidental. Some, yeah, yeah. Coincidental because it comes up it a lot of it. So we can look at it. Um, 
a lot of the a lot of the data suggests that when they when they listen to it, they stop listening after maybe the first ten seconds. I'm like, wait, is this is not what I? Nobody's dying. What's going right. on? <laughs> yeah. So it um, sounds like it's going to take forever for somebody to die. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is about ethics. This is terrible. This is t- this is boring and stupid. I don't want to listen to any of this. Nobody likes ethics. Um, <laughs> what did you say? It's Nobody true. likes a moral philosopher. Everyone hates Everyone. a moral philosopher. Yeah. This is why everybody hates moral philosophers. I'd like to, we should get, we should do some more um, philosophy podcasts. I do enjoy those. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, there's like, we watched the television show, The Good Place. Oh, I love that show. Which so I love it too. I, I want, I want more from it because it's like, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's scratch. It's like, it's getting at an itch, but it's not actually like getting in there and right. like getting at it. Um, it's not, I don't know, maybe it needed to be a little more psychedelic for me or something. Uh-huh. That would that would help. Just, can you put some rainbows and sparkles in there? <laughs> maybe some holographic rainbows. Um, but I would love how in like the little town that they lived in, or yeah. there, they, there would be a gag, like a pun, and the pun would just like spread to everything. So all of the business names would have like some related pun in the uh-huh. name. Yeah. Like the yogurt town, I think yes. was one of them. But uh, I loved that, and I thought the funniest moment was about the Jeremy Baramy oh, and so and the dot over over the eye over the eye and how that was to some Tuesdays or it was all Tuesdays I think all Tuesdays and alternating some other days and then like <laughs> and that's where that's where nothing never happens yes that's where nothing I, never happens that was great because that was the first moment in that show where i was like now you've raised an interesting philosophical concept uh-huh yeah which cheaty of course is like oh well you broke me and i'm like we're just getting started <laughs> right. you're supposed to be the phd man yeah you're the yeah yeah so i was like did so did whoever write this like whoever wrote this show or worked on it like were there philosophy majors or were there just a bunch of people who appreciate philosophy but never actually studied it because if you were cheaty and you actually had a phd you'd yeah. probably be interested in so this is nothing never happened this is an interesting tangent i think that um you know, they, they don't, they write it that way because not everyone can have the deepest understanding of philosophy. And so it's, it's supposed to be relatable, right? Sure. And, and that's where I think there's, I think there's a lot of great value in things like YouTube. I mean, there's lots, lots of terrible things as well, but, um, because of like, because of YouTube and similar platforms like that, you're able to get, these really in-depth shows mm-hmm. um you know that are really specific and so it is nice like i find i watch way more youtube than i ever watch tv um because i can find stuff that's really specific and i'm like man this is pretty dry for a lot of people but i'm really interested in it so yeah. i'm really into it um and so i like that aspect of it and i like that it's able it's allowed people to be um I mean, our very favorite YouTuber, P- Peter Draws, it, you know, he's fantastic. Yeah. But I understand that he would never be on primetime television at, you know, eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night on Channel Six or whatever fucking channel it is that is primetime or yeah. one of the major networks or whatever. He kind of reminds me of Bob Ross a little bit. And yeah. like, but I, he's a little. He even is a little too psychedelic for the mainstream, I think. Like that's Bob what I mean. Yeah. Had a broad appeal. Yeah. Peter maybe not quite so appealing. I don't right. think he is really appealing though. He is, and I think um, you know, I think there's 
I can't recommend him enough. Um, you know, if, if my one thing in, and one achievement in life was to get one other person to watch him and enjoy him, then I've succeeded at life. I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, and cause his, like one of our favorite videos of him where he's sleeping with the trophies and the light. Oh my God. I, that is and, like so far and away. And best. later he's like ironing his pillow and talking into another <sighs> iron as a telephone and everything is just got to get it perfect. And, um, and so the thing about it is like that, that's never going to be a, like, that's never going to be mainstream. Right. I mean, that strikes you and I in the right absurdity, funny bone, but not everyone has that. You know, I would love to know the truth of who Peter appeals to by like getting all of us in a room. I mean, in, there's so many of us in the tens of thousands of followers Clearly, on yes, YouTube that yeah. we wouldn't actually be able to see each other face to face. But I just want to see where I am in relation to all the other weirdos who like Peter as yes, much as I do. Yeah, like where are we on the spectrum? And who, like, who I, is here in this room? <laughs> I because I get the impression. So it's interesting. I one of his more recent. Um, videos he was talking about doing pen reviews and how they get so many more oh, likes yeah. and views yeah um and so he's you know because he's trying to i think he does this full time now yeah he's, he said in his most recent one yeah. that um his uh he was making a living off of youtube for a while and then when he switched over he's like i don't know how long i'm going to be able to do this yeah. and i don't know how long i can keep people's attention and so i thought maybe i should do something like with this, uh-huh. like take, you know, you're giving me all of this attention and yeah. you're, you're giving me your time. And so I thought one of the best things I could do is put it towards like learning more stuff and telling you about it. And so that's why he went to grad school and his sponsorship, his uh-huh. official sponsorship is paying for his grad school. Oh, wow. I mean, I don't think they're writing the check to the school, no, no, but, but the, money he, the, the money he makes is paying for the from grad that school. Sponsorship. Yeah. And he was talking, I think about in the context of why he chose to, like step up and take official sponsors as opposed to just selling merch through his own site and stuff like that. And that's why he was like, I've been doing this for 10 years, so I feel like I should do something bigger with it. Right. And so that's like why he's going to grad school. I think is what he said. I, that's, I was doing some things, but that's what I heard in the background. I don't think I've listened to that one. I mean, Mm. the other thing is you watch them and he just leaks out little snippets about Mm -hmm. his personal life Mm -hmm. over, over 20 years of video or what 10 yeah. years of videos and all of them are obscure and right. you know it's like well why do you know about that peter i don't know because he i that that particular fact i know about peter is because he said so in one video in you know 20 not 2009 or something i mean it's just right. you know a five minute snippet about him talking about some drawing that he was doing yeah um yeah and oh that's fantastic and uh, yeah, but he, he is kind of my point about how without things like YouTube or the internet in particular and the ability to, um, and I think podcasts as well. I mean, the ability to, I, like, no one stops us from, this is a self-hosted, yeah. um, you know, our own outlet. And at some point, hopefully enough people will find it who I like enjoy and relate to it and find it a good medium for them to experience, um, you know, their lives like great. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just think it's pretty fantastic because prior to that, all of our media has always just been so controlled by, um, people, yeah, people who, deciding people for you what you should be paying attention Consuming to. And, yeah. I don't like, uh, that's the thing. Like, 
I don't really need a curated experience from a third party. Like, just... And that, that kind of brings it back to the whole conference thing. Right. Um, yeah. I, it's tough. Totally. To, I, <laughs> and way, we're back. <laughs> the way, yeah. Like the way that they're run. So I, I, this is why I, I think conferences are weird because as someone who's never worked or never worked, I've very rarely worked directly as an employee of a corporation. So I don't have the kind of corporate job where twice a year I get sent off to some continuing education conference Mm -hmm. or whatever so that they can either use me to promote their business or um, use me to, you know, advertise that they have a, you know, one of their employees who attends this conference or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're going by yourself and you're like, Oh, this conference is about this topic that I'm interested in, like the space health conference or whatever. Um, you're oftentimes it's just impossible to get in. Either you can't even get an invitation. Yeah. Or if you can, the fees are like, oh, well, that'll be $5,000. Okay, well, I'm not going to that one. I just Yeah, because you know. they expect your employer at this point. Exactly. It's such an industry yeah. that they the norm is that your employer right. who's demanding that you keep up on these credits and yeah. these educational opportunities shell out for it. And so they're not spending on the scale of an individual person. They're spending on the scale of a staff of a corporation. Exactly. Yeah. It's and, sick. And it's it's insane because the advertising and the the sort of like in the sort of like insular nature of it means that there's some kind of money engine there that you're involved in and none of it revolves around you mm-hmm. or the information right and so you, that's the key thing it's not about you, you and it's not about what you're there to learn and either. you know this if you're an outsider who tried to go to one and either paid for it and got there and went to it and realized like how unvaluable it is for mm-hmm. you to spend your money that way right yep and you realize it's like so what what is everybody doing here because i'm like i'm showing up because this information is super important to me I either want to get a job in yeah. this situation or i want to have it like continue my job or expand like whatever thing i'm doing right with this information and I get here and none of that is available and it's all marketing that I paid to get, to get marketed at. Right. Right. You get paid to have people try and get you to buy more shit. Right. It's really dumb. Um, it's super insulting. Uh, I like, I just find it so frustrating that it's so deliberately wasteful. Yes. And so inflated and right. so bloated. And I mean, whatever your company is, right? Yeah. That company that you work for could be fucking paying you more instead of paying yeah. a shit ton of money to send you and a bunch of other people on a plane to a city. Like, how much is it going to cost you? $5,000? I will do, I will, <laughs> I will digest all of the information for this in the next day and, and give you, you a just, report and you pay me $5,000. Right. We're good. Right? Yeah. And I will know more of it than if I went to the conference. You know what this reminds me of, too? What? If you have ever been in the position to buy a house, the amount of scammy shit that oh, comes at God. you sideways during the process of yeah. that house where things pop up and they're like, oh, we need another $800 for this thing over here. And you're like, well, who are these fucking people now? Yeah. And why? Like, there's no transparency in the process. Nope. It's not like you start out and there's yeah. like, you're going to have to hurdle over a bunch of roadblocks that will come at your way. And there will be eight of them. They usually happen in this succession. Right. And here's where they're like, they're related to the house buying process. No, there's no rhyme or reason. It's and- completely out of the left field. There is a like for every 
person trying to buy a house, there's a series of 10 fucking vultures in that industry slapping a fee on, roadblocking you and extorting you for money. And at every point you keep shelling it out, even though it's a surprise every time and no one can warn you about it because they don't want to because then you'd never get involved in the first place because it's a giant fucking scam. But they have the fact that you've sunk a bunch of money into yeah. it already and you've put down earnest money and you've retained a realtor and all this other shit. There's opportunity and sunk fallacy here. Like opportunity and cost and sunk cost fallacy. You can tell it's fucked up because you have every once in a while you have those people who are super pissed off and they try to sell their houses by themselves. Yep. And then and then everybody's like, oh, you can't do that. Right. Because this industry is so fucked up that I can't yep. even list my own house without having to pay all these fucking fees and I can't invite a buyer to come in and be like, hey, there's my house. How would you like to do this? And navigating that process that changes constantly and like the terms of loans and what loans are even Uh, available to consumers and stuff changes constantly, which is why it becomes a full-time job just keeping track of all of it and why people like real estate agents slash travel agents slash conference planners slash like all of those people make money off of a system the more complicated and obscure the system is the more fucking money they make off of it because they're like well i add value to your life because you'd never be able to navigate this without somebody like me whose job it is to help you navigate this crazy system that costs thirty five hundred dollars the maze come from well we put it in place to help our uh, you know so that we could have people to navigate through it Mm, right can i go around it no no no. Oh, In God. fact, if you're a nurse or a physician or uh, an auditor or uh, a billing and coding specialist for insurance or um, health information management or my God, I mean, I, the list goes on and on and on of these places where you need anywhere from one one credit every three months to yeah. 600 credits every 12 months. or like yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous and there's no my rhyme or reason. A, my friend is a... Um, you know, a personal trainer and it's like, she's got to keep mm. up with that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And she's always trying to find the best value because she's like, I can't afford to pay, you know, six no. or $700 to go spend a week where I can't be working right. while I'm going and attending some conference so that I can get my continuing education, education credit. So I can continue to be certified so I can continue to work to continue to do the thing that I've been doing forever. And the more I do it, the more skilled I get at right. it by definition. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing. People who have been in the industry, whatever it is, for 35 years are treated the same as people who've been doing it for six months because you yeah. can't tailor that shit. And I think that the unfortunate thing, as far as I've seen it, um, I've dated a lot of nurses, um, apparently. It was not by plan. That just was kind of <laughs> how it happened. One of them became a nurse after we were together. That's weird. Another one was a nurse before we got together, et cetera. Anyway, um, I, it's fine. I, it's, I know that... Um, that the thing that continuing education credits attempt to solve or mitigate is the idea that the field is changing. Right. Right. And that's not wrong. The field is changing. There's new information you do. You know, it is important to kind Mm -hmm. of stay up on top of it, but continuing education, continuing education credits don't seem to be solving the problem. As far as I can tell, no, you have, uh, as far as I know, you have nurses who've been nurses for 30 years and they're not going to change. It doesn't matter how many continuing education credits that they go through. Sure. They still, you know, uh, don't do the new procedures and don't give a fuck and they think they know better and that's what they do. Sure. And, um, you know, the way you change that is like you have a setting where they're supported in changing, not, hey, go off and be better and come back and then be free to do whatever the fuck you want again. Yeah. 
there's no, you're not going to change. You need a systematic change. Yeah. You want the system to change. You help them be part of the system and be supportive of it. Continuing education credits is not, that's something that we all do in our, in our field, hopefully regardless of whether we have to or not. Right. Because we want to know about the thing that we're doing. Anyway, it's a, it's a complicated problem, but your point is well taken. And I think that's what I feel too, is that it's like, that's not a solution. Yeah, it's not. It's a money grab. It's a money grab. And like I said, if, if this is really about ensuring some kind of professional continuity, you know, um, then you wouldn't be expecting people like if you're, if you're highest good, if the thing you care about most is ensuring that professionals continue to be educated up to the cutting edge and are aware of changes and, um, you know, if there's some kind of legal ramifications involved in the business that you do, like in America, what isn't, um, like if these things are actually important to you, then don't fucking give people styrofoam coffee cups and make them run a mile between sessions and balance their like materials on their laps. Like you can't actually care about what you're claiming to care about if this is what you continue to provide. And literally everybody who plans conferences has sunk to the same degraded level. Yes. Like you, you're not, you don't actually care. And if that's all you care, like everybody who goes to someone for professional services, be it a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, uh, like an accountant, uh, an auditor, whatever it is, like if you're going and seeking the professional services of people who go to conferences that are managed by third party conference planners who determine the content that you pay for, then you need to understand that the people that you're paying services for are being half-assed educated by people who don't give a shit and are not themselves experts in the field. (laughs) That's what's happening right now. So your inflated costs when you are a client or a customer of people who have to go to third-party continuing education and file for credits every year just to keep their job. Yeah. Those people are getting by on the bare minimum and you are paying through the nose to the business, which then allocates funds in a budget to send people to overblown, yes. inflated conferences where they learn nothing. You as a consumer are paying for it. Yep. You're paying for a third party to extort a bunch of money. Yeah. And you're not getting any better service on the receiving end. No, you're paying for it. You just, that's all. Yep. I mean, that's the way a lot of these things work. It's just way funnel. You funnel money up from the bottom. Yeah. And it's just one omnidirectional, just up. Yep. It never comes back down. No, again. it never does. Never comes back down again. Yep. And like, if you don't, if you're concerned about this, if you're concerned about whether the professional membership association that you pay yearly dues to and those dues basically constitute your quote unquote right to receive, uh, advanced notice of sessions that your conferences that might sell out in the future. Uh-huh. Like if you're, if you're paying to have those little like credentials after your name and you got to talk to some staff people and you got to submit credits in a big old list every year and you got to make sure you get them in by the deadline or pay extra for an extension or they'll like report it and then you'll lose your license, like all that shit. You can, if it's a membership association, they're usually nonprofits, yeah. they're usually dot orgs because they're, doing a public good right yeah. they're an association of professionals looking out for each other yeah. why don't you pull the form 990 tax returns yeah. of the the tax filings of those membership organizations that you pay out a lot of money to and you just see how much the officers of those companies pay themselves oh tons yeah. to plan your conferences that yeah. you attend and pay a ton for and drive up the rates of like care uh-huh. and services for everybody who comes to you as a client yeah i mean I don't disagree with you. I just think that 
in comparison to other things that drive up the rates of care and service are it's small potatoes it well if we're talking about like healthcare, yes yes yeah that's what i mean yeah yeah um i mean i i guess i'm i'm unfairly comparing our rant on conferences to <laughs> other much more <laughs> pressing and major issues in the world <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on the cost of aspirin in a hospital right just come around be the aspirin fairy uh, right don't Seriously. take that one take this one it's free yeah I paid a dollar for 600 at the Walgreens. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Got a bulk discount on them. Mm-hmm, right. Oh, man. Um, well, do you have a tip for living well in hell that you would want to uh, match up with this? Don't be terrified of other people. Yeah. Don't be fucking terrified of other people. They're just biological organisms like you are trying to continue to exist and they tend to be fearful and skittish and especially at places like conferences like just don't just treat people like you know like in star trek or star wars when you walk into like the bar and everybody looks different well yeah because we're all like a bunch of different things except we're all people i don't know just don't be rude to other people who don't look like you right yeah (laughs) especially in a fucking professional conference because professionalism or like a career field is a bad filter for people all doing the same and looking the same like it's a really bad filter so don't expect everybody at your fucking conference to look and act like you and don't make your entire profession look as shitty as it might actually be by displaying the worst characteristics in common Mm -hmm. that's good advice seems like a good tip for living well in hell yeah just my god yeah so i have colors in my clothing yeah it's okay shocking this is the least of our worries (laughs) it's really the least of our worries (laughs) yeah and stop paying for conferences. Let's do this a different way, you guys. I mean, shit. Yes. Yeah. I really... Uh... Let's stop trying to make everything as expensive as possible to wring the most profit out of like the middle stops in between. Like, I, I also, you know... Oh, this brings up another topic we could talk about forever. The professionalization of literally everything. Uh, yeah, it is. I, I find... I, I... Oh, that is a whole thing. I was just thinking right now about the issue with conferences is that oftentimes they're shoehorning entirely unrelated. Like you're a conference isn't it's like conferences feel like it's a hammer and every problem is a nail. Yep. And so they might make sense for certain kinds of industry or they might make more sense for certain kinds of information that you want to disseminate. Um, but they are not like pan applicable. You can't just apply them to every kind of topic and assume that it's going to work effectively. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there's just not a, a, you just can't shoehorn everything into that fucking shoebox like that. Well, that's the thing, right? A, these all these things not just the proper metaphor, but yeah, all these things just add to the problem, right? Like, well, yeah. we got to cram as many people in here as possible to make yes. it as profitable as possible, so we can pay all of the people that we right. pay to sit around planning conferences, which isn't really doing so much as it is just like scheduling things, and it's not that hard. Like, it's right. not a career, but we've made it into one because we have to schedule so many of these things to make it worthwhile for anyone to do it. That like, and I think <laughs> I I think there's like there's some kind of delusion about what goals are and things like if your goal is a particular thing you should focus on that 
if one of your goals is to have people meet each other, why don't you just come up with an effective way for people to meet each other and, you know, devolve it or remove it from the idea that then they also have to talk about work. Yeah. Like if you want your company to be mingling with another company's employees, then do that. Right. Just do it. They don't have to. They they will talk about their work if they like it. Yeah. And if they don't, then solve that problem if you want right. your company to do well. Right. I don't know. Anyway, it's radical. I'm a radical thinker, apparently, when it comes to business. Because well, it's shocking. How could you? You can't be that, that? radical. A hundred percent of the three people in this room completely agree with you. That's true. Like, no, we're not doing this anymore. This is a terrible way to do this. And you know yeah. what? It's completely fucking unsustainable because look at the situation we're in right now. Right. Not only do we not have to go to these stupid conferences anymore we shouldn't even probably be going to work together at all like we should be working from wherever we are able to work because yes. that's where you're the most productive right like you are comfortable you're in a situation that like you can actually tailor your environment to how you want to work like i you know the whole concept of like a corner office or like an office at work or whatever is just so that the people at the top who want to lord it over you that they're the bosses have a bunch of people staring at them witnessing their bossdom otherwise they wouldn't be a boss right people aren't going to be just jealous of my corner office if no one's here to see it right i i, I mean the whole thing is gross the whole thing is gross. Let's it's, just stop doing it, you guys. Let's stop. Yeah. Let's just stop doing it. Stop it. Conferences, quit it. Uh, yeah, and the over-professionalization of everything. Medicalizing everything and professionalizing everything. Yeah. Yep. Those are those are other topics for other days. Well, I, I am interested to see how uh, things play out after COVID, and, and especially now that you know, we've got Black Lives Matter on the on the horizon, kind of beating their drums, which is amazing. I yes, mean, it's been a long time coming, as we've said before. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic and hopeful. I I worry, but not for myself, more just for the rest of us. You know? Immunitize the eschaton, Ned. Just fuck it. Just fuck it all. Just burn it all down. <laughs> it's just. Um... It's clear when there's people making triple figure billions off of the stock market during the middle of a pandemic yeah. and social unrest over 400 years of racial persecution in the United States. Yeah. Like it's there's a we got a long fucking way to go if yeah. that's still happening in the midst of everything. Like it's a long way. But here's the thing. This is your chance to practice resilience because yep. shit is going to come real quick and real hard and how how you manage your feelings around it and how you bounce how quickly you bounce back from each new thing is like going to be real fucking important. Yeah. And so, you know, like try to think ahead as much as you can and try to think about ways that you can maximize things that help look into mutual aid organizations because they're much more helpful than waiting for someone to come give you a charitable help. Right. Like, right. yeah. So if you need help of some kind, look for other people who need help of some kind and see if the way that they can help you and you can help them make sense and do it that way instead of waiting. Like we're talking about, fucking billionaires making an obscene amount of money, the types of amounts of money that it is not possible to make without wholesale exploitation of other human beings. 
Right. I mean, it's just yeah. impossible to amass that kind of money without exploiting people. Right. Um, uh, because it's inhuman amounts of money. Mm-hmm. And so um, rather than contributing to that ongoing situation, which is maybe the, the, the second largest crisis in comparison to like climate crisis, which is also impending and which is largely due to the same group of people mm-hmm. um, exploiting the environment along with the people who live in it. Um, if you can think about ways not to participate in that race to the bottom, mm-hmm. that's probably great too. And that can be like really small things um, like, you know, sharing, I don't know, just ha- like literally helping connect people who need resources. Like if you know people who have a bunch of a thing and a bunch of other people need a bunch of a thing, just connect those people. And this may not be all of the time. This may not be even a frequently thing that you can do, but just like be aware of ways you can help other people. Mm-hmm. And that's, there's nothing else you can do. Not until great, great things shift and great shifts take some time. Like things have to get very bad before yeah. big, big, big shifts happen. And we're yeah. getting there. But uh, what I'm saying is that the types of things that have rocked society lately are probably going to continue to happen at an ever increasing rate of occurrence. Right. Um, until shit doesn't resemble the situations that were problematic to begin with. Right. And that's okay. Yeah, I think that is okay. I, I don't have any suggestions for how that looks. I mean, no, I'm going to be it's not this, as though. helpful as I can be in Minneapolis and just see what happens. But it's not a lot of these things are not things that I have control over or should be the person in charge of. And so I'm just yeah. going to try and play outfield and be helpful where I can. Mm. Resilience, right? Yep trade with people and like do work without expecting necessarily to be paid in cash or funds for it. I mean, yeah. So like billionaires are making a shit ton of money and then the government's like, well, we might send you another check for $600. Motherfuckers, you didn't send people enough money to even pay one month of rent. Right. Yeah. The average rent in Minneapolis is $1,500. Right. And that's a cheap city. So what, I mean, this is a joke. This should be insulting to everyone's intelligence. Yeah. Um, the fact that our uh, there, if you are curious about this and you're curious about what's going on with real estate and with um, small business um, support during COVID and things like that, you can look it up. There's a number of interesting articles from reputable sources about the transfer, the massive transfer of wealth that has taken place in the last six months of our lives yeah. in America where... Um, it's it's really sick it's like super upsetting but again the situation is so dire financially in america that i don't think it can keep going for much longer before like the wheels fall off i mean even the fed at this point is like maybe we should like they're urging they usually stay out of things and they're like urging action from congress to like pull us out of the nosedive and so like just there is no one coming to save anybody. Yeah, that's the fucked up thing. And that's okay. Yeah. The sooner you realize that and don't keep laboring under the expectation that somebody's going to show up and give you what you paid for or take care of you in the way that you thought you were yeah. being taken. Social contract, social contract, social contract, right? Right, right. The only social contract that you have anymore is to your neighbors and the people who you can be personally accountable to. Right, And right. to just do what you say you're going to do and help each other out. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening. And we're doing it whether we like it or not. Do that. 
be helpful. Don't be a dick. Be helpful. Look out. Look out for ways to be helpful. Yeah. Agreed. And stop going to conferences and wash your hands and put your fucking mask on. Right. That mask is not about you not getting sick. It's about you not getting other people sick when you talk in their face and spit in their eyeball. Like, stop it. Wear a mask. Yeah. Wear a mask if you're going to go out in public. You owe it to other people not to put them in danger. Every time you leave the house and you're not wearing a mask, you're putting other people in danger. You're actively harming people. Stop it. Stop it. Stop going to conferences. Yeah. Don't touch that soggy melon. <laughs> so we didn't read any of the tweets. Uh, no, we really didn't. Um, there's some really good ones in here and, um, we didn't read them. I really like the one about spilling on the tablecloth. Oh, the spilling the sugar on the table. Yeah. It's yeah. like, make sure that, um, you have a bunch of like, Oh, one is like place the coffee in a position where only one person can access the cream and sugar at a time and mumble to everybody. Oh, I'll just get out of your way in one second uh-huh. yes. <laughs> to everybody in line. And the other one is like, make sure that there's no real sugar available. Um, be like provide only Splenda and ensure that all of the real sugar is spilled on the black tablecloth. So it's visible, but inedible. Yes, right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I love the like rename your living room. So this is all in response to that tweet about doing it at home and then reenacting the experience of it. Right. So this one is like rename your living room grand ballroom a and charge $75 a day for access to the Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's just all of these so great perfect. things. Yep. $75 a day. That's not outrageous. Either. Right. That's like, or the one, I don't know if we said, I don't think we said this one either, which is great. Put out a second plate of food that is fresh and delicious, but tell him the husband, sorry, this is for another conference down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one about like chase him into the bathroom and keep asking him for like his email yes, contact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Block his block his egress from the bathroom uh-huh. until he until he gives you his contact information and then like pepper him with emails within the next hour. Yeah, or this one set up set up the lunch in the farthest room and set up a vendor booth gauntlet to negotiate before getting to the food. <laughs> um. Oh. Oh yeah. Or like this one, don't forget to ask him questions that are actually non sequitur 10 minute monologues. <laughs> yes. I feel like I've been had. Right. I feel like you rehearsed this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. It was great. Be sure to have little plates of tiny, brightly wrapped candies with with a range of flavors, combinations that are all disgusting in unexpected ways. <laughs> Oh, that one's so good. Oh, my um, God. Oh, in unexpected ways. Whoa, this one's really gross. I was not expecting that. Turn the AC down to 60 degrees and have it blow directly on him for the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is another one. I don't see it here, but I remember reading it, which was basically talking about <laughs> having the, have the AC or have the air conditioning um, cycle between too hot and too cold constantly. Yeah, it's like so you're 80 degrees sweating. and it's like 60. 80 and 60. <laughs> but nowhere in between. Right. <laughs> oh. I was usually freezing at those things, but like when we went, we had to wear this goofy little uniform that was like black pants and a white shirt. 
Uh-huh. And then we had these like track jackets that we wore over it. We looked like a high school B squad. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like we're on the gymnastics team, but we never get to do the floor routine. Uh-huh. And so we're just like in our tracksuit. Like waiting. Waiting yeah. forever for waiting our for chance. Sandy to break her knee or something. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca. Rebecca. We're waiting for Becky to fall off the <laughs> right, off the balance beam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and they were like made out of polyester. Oh. So it was just like hundred percent woven plastic. It was uh-huh. like wearing a trash bag. Yeah. Um and You're just sweating. Just either Gross. pouring sweat and like we were supposed to have like like a either like a t-shirt or a tank top but usually tank tops were a little bit like form-fitting so they weren't uh-huh. all bulky and gross looking right. right um and so it was like well i'm really fucking hot but at this point i'm sweating through my like undershirt so i can't take my garbage bag off because <laughs> right. like need- i'm just pouring sweat <laughs> like <laughs> So it was like, no matter what you did, you looked terrible. I mean, you just Uh like sweat rivulets while you're checking people in at a desk. And for some reason, the company I worked for, like we never, we knew exactly how many people were coming to this conference Uh and like they insisted upon having a printed version of the program for everybody. Uh And it's like, okay, well, if we know how many people are coming and we know a few people always lose theirs somewhere. Yeah. And we know that we want to make sure everybody gets at least one copy. Logic would dictate yeah. that you would just maybe count the number of people who have registered to attend and paid their attendee right. fee and then maybe pad 5% or yeah. I was even going to say 10 just sure. because of the number of people yeah. who like leave them in the bathroom. Yep. And then you would have your number, right? In nine years yeah. and more than... God, I don't want to say more than 18 because I definitely didn't go to two conferences every single year that I worked there. Yeah. But it was pretty close to, we'll say like maybe between 10 and 15 conferences for sure. Not once did we ever get that right. We always ran out of them. Oh. I mean, ran out because like people are still checking in for the conference and shit, we don't have any left. Uh huh. <laughs> but it's cool. You paid $3,000 to be here. Uh huh. Oh, God. We also ran out of lanyards for their name tags. And so we were doing things like getting a bottle of twine and hole punching uh-huh. holes into the badge holder plastic oh. and then using a piece of yarn or string for people who paid for their lanyard three thousand dollars lovely there. wait so listen to this one also look over his shoulder at all times when speaking to him someone more interesting or important might come in and would be poor form to miss them poor form to miss them is my favorite part of yeah. that <laughs> fourteen dollars for bad wine Oh God! Don't forget to black block all the power let outlets so you can't charge anything. Turn the Wi-Fi power off and on at random times. Tape clothes for maintenance sign to the bathroom door. Mm, excellent. Replace the chair with a folding chair and glue something under one leg so it wobbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are so good. Oh, I like. There was one about like. Oh, wait wait yeah make sure make him hold both a cup of tea and a plate of food standing whilst making intellectual conversation with people he doesn't know oh yes yeah so oh, you can't actually yeah. eat because you have food and drink in yep. each hand yep yeah I'm just gonna stand there holding it yeah um I, I like the one about get a cup of coffee but when you but be forced to get it in between sessions and so you don't have time to drink it so you have to take it to your session and the only place you have to set it down is under your chair where you will inevitably kick it over (laughs) yes that one's so good (laughs) because they don't provide surfaces for you to sit at right 
Oh, so great. Oh, this one. Walk into the room he's in occasionally, stand by the door for a few minutes, then walk out testing the door, oh, letting the door slam. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, anyway, I think we've, we've, we've beaten that conference horse to death. Yeah, definitely. Dead conference. Dead conference. Conferences. Quit it. Quit it. Okay, bye.